0: For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton, and this is a turning point, today, a cautionary tale. Israel has provided us with a time machine, giving us a glimpse into our potential future, where small minority factions control the narrative and the government. We would be wise to pay attention. Its fragile but stable democracy has heretofore heeded the wishes of a people united by their origin story of a hopeful democracy popping up in the middle of an inhospitable desert surrounded by inhospitable neighbors. Now, by assembling a group of radical and disparate entities, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, has secured a four-vote majority in parliament, known there as the Knesset, and has turned the country on its head. Without mandate, and in a naked effort to retain power, no one relinquishes it willingly. Bibi, who also bears the nickname Crime Minister, because he's under indictment for various corruption charges, built his razor-thin majority in the Knesset by including a combination of far-right parties and ultra-Orthodox religionists. He is determined to end the country's system of checks and balances that relied on the Supreme Court as a fair arbiter. The country has no written constitution, so his four-vote majority was able to cut the court off at the knees. Now the executive and the legislature, which the executive happens to control, are free to end Israel's secular democracy, and they are wasting no time. We are seeing similar anti-democracy signs here in the movement to change the nature of some of our most durable, apolitical public entities like school boards and library boards. These little fires everywhere are not coincidental, neither are they grassroots efforts. They are well-orchestrated and well-funded by two right-wing think tanks, the Manhattan Institute and the Heritage Foundation. Neither is shy about their mission to turn back time on equal rights. The Manhattan Institute's Christopher Rufo is a good strategist and a better propagandist. He has taught his minions how to frame school and library boards as bastions of liberal thought that are bent on destroying families by promoting LGBTQ agendas and creating CRT curricula. Demographics are not on the side of the far right. And they'll only get worse. That's why they're going all in on their culture wars today. For instance, 69% of Michigan's under 30 voters went in favor of amending the state constitution to include abortion rights. Last year, in a similar referendum in Kansas, women and young voters rejected the weakening of the Supreme Court's protections on abortion rights. We have a hard right faction that disdains the progress that weakens them. They would like to return to the glory days when only white men had the vote, but demographics are destiny, and they'll settle for holding back the hands of time as long as possible. Well, back to Israel, the Netanyahu coalition represents a statistical majority in the Knesset, but outside of electoral coalitions, it is reviled by the masses who have spent 25 weeks protesting in the streets. To quote the conservative Jewish columnist Brett Stevens, a statesman sacrifices himself for his nation. A demagogue sacrifices his nation for himself. He goes on to say, that's why the particulars of the legislation matter less than the way it was carried out and the motives of those who championed it. For the most part, they represent Israel's least productive and engaged citizens, ultra-Orthodox Jews who want military exemptions and welfare, settlers, who want to be a law unto themselves, and ideologues and think tanks, all abusing their temporary majority to secure exemptions, entitlements, immunities, and other privileges that mock the idea of equality under law. My fear is that we are on the same path, one where a thin electoral majority in Congress will grind government to a halt until they get their way in the culture wars. People will try to convince us that this is a war between right and left, but as Stevens notes, it's actually a war between liberalism and illiberalism. The question to us is whether we want to become Hungary or Russia illiberal states, or whether we want to continue the American experiment which embodies liberalism as an ideal, not incidentally political liberals. And this is, I hasten to say again, not without conservatives and liberals' traditional Republican-Democrat philosophies. It's far more important than parties. It goes to the soul of our nation. There's a well-organized, well-funded faction on the hard right who really want to turn the clock back in all of America to the pre-New Deal 1930s. By providing instruction and materials to local organizations, they've made their mission clear. We need to take them seriously before they gain control of our libraries and schools. Israel's time machine gives us a glimpse into a dark future. The ultra-right-wing, anti-democratic factions want to usher us into that time machine and take us back to the past. Well, that's a trip I don't want to take. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton. Go to the on-demand section of progressivevoices.com or the PV app and look for A Turning Point.